I'm Molly. And I'm Robin. And this is Home is Where the Murder Is. Hi, Molly. Well, hi, Robin. How are you? <laughs> Just well. How are you? I'm good. I, You know what's really good? Finding a tutorial to see how to record a podcast. <laughs> we were... We were victorious today. We uh, learned two steps, and it changed the game. So, well, I mean, allegedly, we're, at least we're in it. We're, we're in, in it. the game. In it. I don't know if it changed the game yet, but we're gonna keep trying and keep trying to improve. We are currently in a blanket fort right yeah. now. Blanket forts are the best. This is, was a tip you found. I feel like we should. So I started an, an Instagram page, and I've been awful at keeping it up. So. My goal is to update that, and we'll put a picture of this also on the Facebook page so you can see where we're recording from for this episode. Until someone wants to sponsor us so that we can get a recording studio and not have to do these or ridiculous just like, things. like, are there, like, in-home booths that you can get? Maybe? I don't know. Like, maybe we could, maybe, maybe someone's real handy and they could build us one. And where are we going to build that at? In my basement. In the man cave that the man never uses? No, it, listen, it, it was, it's, it's going to be a couple of years till this is actually used, let's be honest. <laughs> We're a little busy with the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Can you tell the, listen, I almost the said viewers. viewers. <laughs> well, the listeners, um, a little bit about your I restaurant. I hope we don't have any viewers right now. <laughs> oh, my God, we look That'd ridiculous. be real creepy. Um, yeah, so Driftless Social, we just had our roaring 20s party little bit ago here so that was a lot of fun um it was really fun to get all dressed up and oh gosh, the best and just see everyone kind of out and about and it was like a high school reunion it really was and well and p- people just loved it people loved having an excuse to go out and um you know well, we have the best town we do like i'm sorry to anyone else but mount horb is the best town it's so fun and everyone is so supportive and we, I know that we really appreciate it from a business standpoint, but yeah. it's just also really fun from a human standpoint yeah. to be out and about in, in that energy and being w- with those kind of people. So we're yeah. working on some future things coming up too. So Absolutely. Yeah, so we'll, we'll keep yeah. talking about the restaurant and the bar as that goes mm-hmm. along. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what, what's new with you, Robin? Well... <laughs> Um, as a lot of you know, my grandma passed away. So not murder, but death. Yep, death. Um, very rough couple weeks there. Uh, I was very close with my grandma, and I was with her when she passed, which was a first for me. Never been with someone when they've taken their last breath, and I'm having this, like, weird, like, I'm so glad I was there, but I also wish I wasn't kind of vibe because, you know, it's, I I just keep replaying it over in my head, like, hey, come back. You know, well, but, and it, it's not an image that ever goes no. away from your brain either. So it's very, it's very conflicting because I know I would have been very mad at myself if I wouldn't have been there. Oh, absolutely. And I am thankful that I was with her when she passed, but also, you know, human nature—that's not something you want to see. You know, it's, your, it's your weird loved to one see leave you a like life that, so. end like that. It's, yeah, it's a strange. You're not supposed yeah. to really see that part of life. I feel like. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. So, and she was 99. She lived an amazing life. I. I did have a, a really good time with my family at the funeral. I know that sounds terrible, but I don't get to see a lot of them often. And it was really nice to catch up with everybody and talk about all the great things that my grandma had done. And so it, it makes it made it a little bit easier um, having that celebration. But, you know, it, since then, you know, you go try to go back to your normal life and you're just 
I don't know, every now and then I just start to cry randomly. <laughs> well, I think it's weird how you go through this, such this, like, trauma. Yeah. And then, like, the next day you're just supposed to mm-hmm. go to work. And go to work, you're yeah. supposed to do this. And you're yeah. supposed to take care of the kids. Yeah. And there, there's never really the right amount of time to grieve because it's different for everyone. Yeah. But I, I, it, it's just a weird thing to me that, you know, this person is here and then they're not, and then you just keep going. Well, yeah, and you and you told me that that's kind of how it is every day for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. So since yeah, yeah. Um. So, um. Also, sorry if you can hear me drinking. I'm having tea, and I just realized I've been sucking on that right into my microphone. I've had this throat thing going on since Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just think it's who you are now. So, excuse me if my voice. <laughs> cuts away at some point but I'm trying to I have water and I have tea and I hope I don't have to pee because I will I'm not getting out of we can't get out of the blanket for it you guys this is the coolest thing you know we should take an oh no I don't want to take a photo of us I can take a picture can you put a filter on it so that no absolutely okay (laughs) so I'm going to take a picture of us in here so then oh my gosh I don't know there. why we were, were just quiet. I love, we took we a just picture. got really quiet so we could take a picture. That was the best. Uh-huh. So, well, yeah. yeah. So, um, what are we going to be talking about today, Molly? Well, I have a local case for you. I really like doing the Wisconsin local stuff. Apparently, right. um, that's my what, next one is not though. My next one after this one is a little bit more of a historical case, Ooh. Um, and it's not local to our area. But this one is. Um, this tea is freaking delicious, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, yum. Have man. you had the raspberry yet? No, I'm enjoying my apple. Oh. I really like apple tea. Um, so, my case today is the murder of Bart and Krista Halderson. Um, you're, if you're local, Wisconsin, I mean, this was a pretty high-profile case, um, and this, you know just happened a couple years ago so i'm sure that people have you know heard about this um happened in 2021 so pretty recent here so um so this is chandler halderson chandler chandler oh my god unfortunately his name does not bring as much joy to me anymore because that i mean how how many chandlers do you know i loved I, uh, are you telling me that I'm not going to love that name after this? No, this guy is just a real, real crumb, a real <laughs> dick, a real piece of crap well, human. Shit. Um, so, yeah. Um, All right, let's do this. I got a lot of my information. There was a, a couple of great YouTube videos I watched, specifically the Snapchat Clue by 48 Hours. Um, I was on channel3000.com, nbc15.com, and lawncrime.com a lot. And then a couple other random ones, but the, that's where I got most of my information from. And I also listened to a few podcasts, and I don't have the names right on me, but um, I'll put those in the show notes as well. So, and away we go. Bart and Krista Halderson lived in Windsor, Wisconsin. So, pretty close here, Dane County. So, um, not too far away from here. Probably would take us, what would you say, maybe 40 minutes? I'd say that's a good 40-minute drive. About 40 minutes away, I would say. 
Um, they had two sons, 24-year-old Mitchell, who worked in technology, and 23-year-old Chandler, who was going to college at Madison College, but he was living at home. He was going there to get an IT degree, and he had an internship with American Family Insurance, and he had actually landed a new job at SpaceX that he was really excited to go move down to Florida to start. I know this case. Yeah, you do. I mean, you can't not Oh, know my this gosh. Case. I yeah. do. Oh, I just got excited. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. It's funny that you just say that, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it's a SpaceX thing. Okay. Like, what a right? bunch of crap. So, um, both parents loved their sons very much, and they were great parents by all accounts. I mean, everyone just said that they were very, you know, giving. They just wanted the best for their sons. Um, when you are looking for information online, um, there's a photo of Bart with his sons about a month before um, Bart and Krista went missing, and it was on Father's Day. Um, and in that photo, Chandler is actually wearing a neck brace because he had fallen and suffered a slight concussion. Interesting. And I say fallen and suffered a concussion with air quotes, but you can't see me because <laughs> this guy likes to lie about everything in life. Chandler um, already sounds like a dick. Yep. Really, he is. So early on Thursday, July 1st, 2021, before Chandler was even up for the day, Bart and Krista had packed up their car and headed up north to the cabin, to their cabin with some friends for the 4th of July weekend. Um, they were working on some repairs up there. There was some plumbing issues. And so they just decided to kind of pack up, go up there for the weekend. You know, 4th of July, a lot of people go to cabins for the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very common thing to head up north for the weekend. I don't know how many times I've said I'm heading up north I, to go see my and family. And she doesn't take me with her in case you guys were wondering. Listen, it's a different world It's funny, there. though, how we do everything together. And then when Molly goes to up north, it's, bye, I'm going up north with my family. It's up north time. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay, fuck me. <laughs> Well, someday, someday we'll see. We can only be so lucky. Yeah, we could be. All right. So, so even they were gone before Chandler even got up, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. So, Friday- <laughs> <laughs> sure. so um, Friday morning, July 2nd, Krista didn't show up to work because, you know, she had gone up north, right? So Dan, who was a co-worker and a close friend you know when you work in an office you know you, you develop your work family your work basically family, yeah. right so this was a close friend um it was very strange that she didn't call and that she just didn't show up for work it was not like her right so he's like this is kind of weird so he was calling and texting her and never getting a response so the day after work um dan and his girlfriend drove over to the hollerson home to go check on her um there's even surveillance you can see of him pulling up and doing this, and it was a little before 5 p.m. right around that time. He walked around the house. He was looking through the window. The only thing that seemed off was um, he saw that the coffee table was kind of on its side inside, which was kind of weird, but, you know, whatever. Something could have happened. It could have tipped over, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He looked through the garage window, and he noticed that both of their cars were also in there, which is weird if they were heading up north, right? He would think they're driving up north. Why are their cars here? So when Dan went back around the house, Chandler came out. And he had, was just getting out of the shower, so he had, like, a towel around him. Um, Dan asked Chandler where his parents were and that he was just concerned that he hadn't heard back from Krista. But Chandler told him not to worry. You know, they just headed up to their cabin up north for the holiday um, and that they'd be back, you know, after the weekend. 
So over that weekend, Dan kept in touch with Chandler to see if he had heard from his mom and dad. And, you know, he kept on being like, you know, any word? And Chandler was like, you know, it's really bad service up there. It's really spotty. You kind of have to wait for the clouds even to pass through before signals will go through, which I don't know if that's how that works. But that's what he said. And, you know, Dan's like, okay, you know, didn't really think anything of it. Um, Later on, Chandler called up Dan and said that he was bored. So Dan invited him over to watch some fireworks and also asked about his parents again. Chandler told Dan that he had actually talked to his parents and that they were going to be back Monday or Tuesday. So Dan was, you know, pretty happy with that answer um, because Dan knew that Krista had a doctor's appointment that she'd been waiting to get in for. So remember, this is during COVID time. When you uh, had a doctor yeah. appointment, it was hard. Yeah, it's hard, hard to, to get, get in. in. Yeah. So this is something like an appointment that she was probably waiting to get in for. Like, for instance, I just had a headache appointment. Mm-hmm. I literally yep. waited almost six months yep. for a virtual appointment. So this mm-hmm. is like during peak COVID time yeah. kind of still. Um, so and I can only a, imagine that she yeah. was, you know, yeah. really anticipating getting in to go see yeah. her doctor. And that's another thing about them headache appointments. My son had to yeah. see one to go to that too. Again, months out. I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you people doing? That yeah. like are there that many people that are having headaches? I'd like there I'd are like many to see changes. Us. I'd like yeah. to see changes when it comes to I will the say that clinics. my doctor that I met with virtually, she was really good and I'm you know, everything is you know, we started new medication and everything. So like we did it was actually something came out of it more so than I ever did actually meeting in person. But the fact is, I had to wait, wait that long. I was say, Molly and I are different people. She's over here. I really liked her. Thank you so much for your help. And I'm over <laughs> here like, fuck these guys. Get us in quicker. I would have liked to have been in quicker. <laughs> I will say that. I would have preferred that. But um, I waited my turn. So yeah. anyway, squirrel. Anyways. um, Yeah. So anyway. So yeah. Back Monday or Tuesday, right? So then Wednesday comes around. Krista still isn't back. Dan knew something was wrong. Um, she had missed her appointment, and there was no way that she would not show up to work without calling. Dan said, you know, I, I'm worried. I think there's something wrong. You know, you should probably go file a missing persons report. You know, this doesn't seem right. Um, so Chandler went and did that that Wednesday. Wait a second. So Dan tells Chandler this isn't right. You should file a missing mm-hmm. persons report. Yet Chandler was the one telling Dan the entire time that I'm talking to them, I'm talking to them. Yep. And Dan didn't one minute get, like, a red flag to be like, maybe I should go to this missing persons report because this Chandler kid is fucking full of shit. Maybe. But I think, you know, at this point, he wasn't thinking the worst, hopefully. Oh, okay. Well, I guess maybe you only have to have a true crime brain to see right right through that. Right, right, right. So, but in any case, Chandler did go that morning, that Wednesday morning, and he filed the report. Okay. Um, Sabrina Sims and Brian Thunk with the Dane County Sheriff's Office were part of the team that would um, help to track down the couple. They were the head of it. So there were a lot of different officers helping out with this case because this is kind of a strange case. This isn't something that happens a lot around here. Yeah, um, no. Not in Dane County. Dane, Dane, in Milwaukee, maybe. Milwaukee like County, true. yeah, we're always doing that kind of stuff. But Dane County, they're a little more a little, reserved. Well, and I mean, you know, two parents go missing. You yeah. know, they went up north for yeah. the week. It, this was strange. And, you know, we don't get cases like that a lot around Word. here. So, yeah. um, so they decided, you know, they started to investigate. Their first stop was the Halderson home. Um, they live on Oak Spring Circle Drive. When they got there, only Chandler was home. Obviously, because he was the only one 
that lived there that was home, right? So they walked around the house with them. Um, Chandler was pointing out different things that were missing because that's, you know, yeah, my parents take that when they head up to the cabin. So that's why that's gone, you know, blah, blah, blah. According to Chandler, a different couple came and picked up his parents and drove them to the cabin. He didn't know who they were, though. So that's why both of the vehicles were there, which is also a very strange thing. So these people that supposedly came and picked them up, Chandler did not know them. And they were going away with his parents for the weekend. No, wait, I'm sorry, but and I, why would they drive? You have parents. I have parents. You know the people that they're around. Mm-hmm. Like that right. is such bull. Right. Okay. But it. I mean, it was because he couldn't say, "Oh, he went up with this couple because that couple would be." Able well, to. I I get what he's trying right. to do, but like, dude, did you think this through at all? You know, for someone as intelligent as he kind of seems to be, you know, he's wanting Mm -hmm. it like whatever like no he's an idiot so um so according to chandler you know a different couple came to pick them up drove up to the cabin um and the cabin was in a very remote rustic area near a lake so krista's sister barbie um and krista's so krista and barbie their sisters their grandparents built the cabin in the 1940s so it's not like a nice new cabin it's kind of you know Mm -hmm. cabin in the woods kind of a thing yeah um, so Barbie started to worry that they were being held hostage somewhere, or even worse, since the cabin was so remote, was so remote, and that they hadn't heard from them. So she was starting to get worried because she just felt it was very weird. You know, she knew her sister. This was a very strange thing coming about. So um, then Chandler's brother Mitchell, who was a year old, well, a year older, eighteen months older, and his fiance drove three hours up north that day the day after Chandler reported them missing to see if they could find any clues. So they headed up to the cabin. Um, The police from the Langlade County Sheriff's Office met them up there, and actually Dane County um, officers were going to go up with them, but they got called on the way back to go back down because there was a discovery. So while um, Mitchell and his fiance are up there, um, they entered the cabin. You know, the police announced themselves. They looked around. There was absolutely no signs that anyone had ever been there recently. The canoe was still there. The grass was overgrown. There were cobwebs. Like, no one had just been there. There was no way that anyone was just there for a holiday weekend. Um, So while (coughs) Mitchell was up there with his... You are excused. I'm sorry, everyone. That was... (laughs) There's like nowhere to go and cough in here because we're such in a tight little fort. And you got a microphone in your face. And my microphone's in my face, so everyone got to listen to my Yeah, yeah, they did. So um, while Mitchell, his fiance, and the police were up there searching the cabin, Chandler was doing his job. You know, he was going around the neighborhood asking um, the neighbors if they had seen or heard anything, seen his parents. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a lot of ring video surveillance of this that you can find online too. What a sweet. So he boy. he was going around asking like you know where where does your um, surveillance point like where is this? He was also gathering information for himself to see who might have seen anything. What a dick. You know he wasn't you know he knew very well what it what had happened obviously, but he's going around playing this poor you know son he doesn't know where his parents are have you seen my parents do you know any information so again real real dick move so um a reporter named adam duxter was working in madison at the time and he started investigating this as well um so he went out to windsor he knocked on chandler on the handler handelson 
take a drink of tea door um and asked chandler for an interview chandler agreed but he didn't want to be videoed he said that you could just see his face which was kind of weird um so chandler told him that the last message i got from them they were going to white lake for the fourth of july and then from my knowledge they were going to um up to their cabin at the time, Adam felt like Chandler was in shock. He just kind of seemed a little, you know, off about it all, which you never know how someone's going to react, right? I mean, I think that we've heard that a lot in different podcasts, too. Like, everyone has different reactions to bad news, you know, what's going on in their life. So, you know, maybe that didn't set off any kind of red flags. So, um, and then another person that they had talked to, um, was Chandler's roommate, Alex, that he lived with from 2019 to 2020. Um, they grew up together, played soccer, and he was a great, and he knew that Chandler was a great swimmer. Um, so Chandler was sort of a prankster, made lots of jokes. He was also popular with women, and he had a longtime mm-hmm. girlfriend named Catherine, but she liked to go by Cat. Um, and Chandler would often brag about hooking up with other girls behind Cat's back. What? So I don't like this Chandler guy. Chandler is not a great guy. Yes, I do. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Then she found out and confronted him. Um, so in her mind, you know, she's not 100% trusting of him. It's hard to be well, yeah. once your boyfriend does that. Um, so after he was living with Alex, eventually Chandler moved back home to live with his parents. <coughs> Excuse me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So. There we go. So. Okay. There we go. So next... Detective um, Shank, Shank and Sim started more interviews. They finally got a tip that they really needed. A farmer outside of town said Chandler had been to their property over the 4th of July weekend. The Now, stick with me here. Okay. Okay. The owner of the property was Crescent Lassay, who was dating the mother of Chandler's girlfriend, Kat, at the time. Okay. Okay. Crescent told deputies that she was surprised to see him again after the gathering alone the next day and that while Chandler had been on the property several times before, he never showed up alone until the morning of Monday, July 5th. So he just showed back up by himself. Um, She says Chandler told her that he was upset about some bad news he got from his doctor that said he meant that he wouldn't be able to take a job in Florida, that SpaceX job, and he has to use her pool. So, Kat's mother, um, Dolce, I I really hope I'm pronouncing names right here. I I listen to them a lot. Um, But she arrived later, and they went up to the pool area on the property, and Chandler was nowhere to be found, and the pool cover was still on. Remember, that's why he went there. He wanted to go for a swim. Then they saw his Subaru in the distance, past a shed, parked along the wood line with the hatchback open. Oh, no. So. That's weird. And that's the story, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. That's the end. No. no just kidding. Molly took a drink of water. I had to take a drink of water. My throat is getting real dry here. But that's okay. We pushed through. We're professionals. So. No, we're not. Well. <laughs> so, the two women went over to try to figure out what Chandler was doing. Because weird, right? Um, but they didn't see him near the car. So, they're like, okay, whatever. And then they went back to the pool. Um, then they got in the pool and she was in the pool. The Chandler approached them from the distance. He was no longer wearing the shirt he had been wearing before either. Then he asked, um, if he could join them in the pool, which both 
women testified was pretty awkward given that Lassay, Lassay, L-S-A-I, mm, however you say that, some names. Um, was not wearing a top. So she was topless in the pool. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm just, I just moved our entire fort. Our fort came almost crashing down. Can you no. imagine what you've been so mad? <laughs> I don't know how to recover. Um, so, sorry. Anyway, she was not wearing a top, and it was a situation that Chandler would normally have avoided. Okay, that's wait kind a second. So this is the mom of his girlfriend? So this is his his girlfriend's mom's girlfriend. Wait. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. So Kat's mother, mother was is in a dating. relationship with another woman. Yes. And that woman was the one that was topless yes. in... In her pool. In her pool. Okay. <sighs> okay. So... I know, that's why I said stick with me here. It was, I had to, like, kind of read through this a few times. So um, so he came in the pool. They say he dunked his body in the pool a few times and then seemed to, like, be washing water all over himself, almost like he was washing his body clean, right? Oh, I just got chills. Because, you know, he's trying to get anything off of him. Yeah. And then he went walking back to where he had parked and then drove off. Huh. So that was that. Weird, I wrote. Weird. It's kind of a weird little day that he had, right? Um, so detectives started searching the farm because they they thought, hmm, weird too. Um, and Chandler had never mentioned going to the farm on his own to the detectives. So the detectives went to go pick him up, um, and then they were asking him, you know, interviewing him some more, you know, tell tell us about the last time that. You saw your parents. You know, they keep asking him. And his story kept on changing, too. Like, he's one of those people that could not keep his story straight. He kept on saying, oh, I helped them do this, but then they left then. And he, he just kept on changing things up. So, but he said it was Thursday morning. I woke up, I wake up around 6. He said his dad was home working, and then later he had dinner with his parents. That's when they told him they were going to go up north with their friends, and he helped them pack and move their bags down into the mudroom so that they could pack up and leave the next morning. So that he's saying the last time he saw them was that Thursday. Because okay. remember, when he woke up, they were gone, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. right. Well, they were gone with someone that he didn't know who they were. Right. Got it. And I, I also think it's strange that he's like, oh, who, why why wouldn't he be like, oh, who are you going up north with? Right. Yeah. That part really bothers Which me. Which really bothered them that he had like, no idea who he had, who his parents my had gone parents with. My parents post everywhere they're going every two seconds on Facebook. Well, so, and that is another thing. Like, like this, this happened in the yeah. age of social media, yeah. too. So it, it would kind of be weird for these friends, or I didn't really look to see if Chandler's, you know, mom and dad had, you know, Facebook. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. But, um, you know, not everyone does have Facebook either. But it's just still very it's just odd. Very odd. Um, so, while, so they basically, at the same time he's being interviewed, his brother was up north searching the cabin, and other detectives were at the farm. Okay? So all these things are kind of happening at the same time. So while he's being interviewed, a discovery was made at that farm. Um, so he was being interviewed by Detective Henderson, who told him that this was Chandler's chance to tell the truth, that they had found something, he can't say what, but they know more than what he is telling them, and it now is the time to say anything if he knows anything. And this is where the interview ends, because Chandler asked for an attorney, and that is that. And that's the end of the story. 
goodbye. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> so, what did they find at the farm? You might ask. I, can I? Can I? Can I? Can I answer that question? Yeah. Dog poo. There was probably some of that. No, there. I'm kidding. They found his parents, didn't they? Well, they discovered human remains. Oh, gross. So on Thursday, July eighth, twenty twenty one, the community heard the news. The remains of an adult male had been found on a farm twenty miles from Barton Christie Christa's home. Calvin Barrett, Dane County Sheriff, told everyone not to jump to conclusions though. You know, like, you know, let we have yeah, to do some maybe testing. It's, maybe it's a duck. I mean, who knows? Like it's a farm, right? Who knows what happens on a farm? I don't know. We know what happens um, on a farm. Yeah, this kind of stuff happens on a farm. So, um, at the farm, the grass was matted down, which led to an area where a torso of an adult male was found hidden by sticks and twigs. They also found some cutting instruments hidden in an old oil drum. Wait a minute. So, just the torso is what they found of a male? Yep. Gross. Okay. Yep. And the the um, detective who discovered Oof. it said that he couldn't tell what it was at first. Because, I mean... Oh, can you? I mean, it's. I mean, don't imagine, but I mean, if you think about it, just a torso. Like, I don't want to think about I it. I mean, that would be a very. You'd be like, wait, what is that? Like, you know, like it wasn't until he got pretty close that he could tell what it was. So, okay. pruning shears, scissors, a broken bone saw was all were oh all found God. in the oil old oil drum. That's a tongue twister. Um, and this was on that exact same wooden area that Chandler had been seen earlier that week. When he went for that swim. So they had a good feeling that this was Bart and that Chandler had done this. But, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you look at the evidence oh, yeah. here. I mean, it's mean, hard it don't to. Look good for him. It does not look good for him. Um, tests were being done to confirm the victim's identity. But while this was happening, Chandler was arrested for giving false info about a missing person. So um, Barbie said that that was also the day that she suspected foul play from Chandler. So that was, like, the first time that she was like, maybe Chandler did this. And Barbie was... Krista's sister. Okay, so his aunt. Krista's sister. Yep, his okay. aunt. Yep. Okay. So, um, and Alex, you know, who I talked about, Chandler's friend, his old roommate, mm-hmm. couldn't believe it. You know, he learned about it on social media. Here's more social media. Yep. His first thought was that if he was being arrested for giving misinformation, then there probably was a good chance that he was also involved in whatever happened right. to his parents. So... I think that it kind of plays to Chandler's character a little bit if that the people that are closest to him are like, oh, yeah, right. maybe Chandler did this. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it sucks and it probably is hard to believe, but, yeah, I mean, how do you, right. but how the, do you talk your way out of right. that one? The one person that was like, this can't be Chandler was his girlfriend, Kat. Um, really? Yeah. She, you know, she Kat. loved him. She'd been with him for a while. She, she knew how much his parents loved him, you know. I hope she's gained some self-esteem since all of this yeah. because who stays with a guy that's cheating and then doesn't believe that he murdered his parents when evidence is pointing right at him. Well, I mean, she believes. I mean, now. I would hope I'm so. Sure. But, but um so she spoke to police right before his arrest. So that was before he got arrested. She said it would be crazy if he was involved. He had SpaceX and why would he jeopardize something he had dreamt of? She also was also very close with his parents, especially his mom. And that they would plan girls' days together with her and Mitchell's fiance. So, you know, she loved her as mom. Oh, well, yeah. You know. So, then mm-hmm. on Saturday, July 10th, testing from the victim found in the woods came back as Bart. Ugh. He had been shot two times in the back. Oh. But where was Krista? 
We still don't know where she is. We still don't know where she is? We still don't know where she is. Oh, my God. No. So, there's the, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But in a bad way. But in a bad way. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to watch Friends again after this. telling you the name. You ruined it. So, in Chandler's Lies, they found what they could believe might be, you know, could be seen as a motive for murder. I mean, there's, this, in my mind, is no way a reason. There's never a reason for murder unless, you know, it's just... uh, um, he had been telling everyone that he was enrolled at Madison College for the 2021 semester, but he had actually flunked out, and his parents had no idea. When they asked him about his transcripts, Chandler made up a chain of emails to make it look like Madison College was emailing him back and forth and even emailing Bart, um, which I'll get a little bit more into as I get down into the trial. So, okay. basically, big fat lies. So he flunked out of Madison College. Yeah, I think he j- he just wasn't going to school. He was he liked to just stay at home, be lazy and game. Like I went there, and I didn't like going because I didn't at the time. I didn't want to go to school. Yeah, but it's not hard. No, and I again he just was lazy. Basically, he was very privileged. He was used to just getting. You know, he's living at home. Like, he just. And this is why you do not coddle your children. Right. Not that I'm Let saying that they're fly. bad parents or anything, but like. No, 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 no. It's just like, you, you got to know when to. Well, and his dad had been saying, well, you have this job at American Family. You yeah. can be helping to pay for. Yeah. You pay basically rent for living here. Yeah. And he kept on saying, well, they're having some problems in payroll, getting me my paycheck. They thought I was hourly, but it's actually salary. So there's different. So, again, he had more lies to oh, try. Yeah. So, because his dad had confronted him about this. Oh, so, that's too bad. Which, again, you'll see more. His dad was on to him, which. Oh, no. Yeah. So, um, a search warrant was granted for the Halderson home. No weapons were actually found at that time, but a shell casing was found in the basement and several, several areas around the house did test positive for blood. Mm-hmm. Um, on July 15th, he was formally charged with his father's murder and mutilation of a corpse. Oy. But Krista was still missing, remember? Um, Chandler had lawyers, obviously. He was appointing lo- appointed lawyers, which... If you watch any of the trial, um, their opening remarks were about 15 minutes. The prosecution was like over an hour, and it was like a beautiful opening. You could, it, it's almost like his attorney was just like, I don't know, I, I guess he didn't do it, you know, kind yeah, of thing. Well, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do when there's so much evidence against? Yeah. So, um, so Chandler wasn't talking, you know, but Kat was talking. So the girlfriend did help out. She helped out with the prosecution or with... Oh, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, because oh, like, yeah. if I find out that she was still supporting this guy... No, 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 She was... Okay. No, she's great. Okay. I feel bad for Kat. Cause oh, she, I would, too. she lost, you know... That's awful, yeah. It's just... Ugh. Um, Sims and Shank knew that maybe if Krista was alive, they needed to find her fast, which, honestly, I don't know why they thought maybe she'd be alive. I, you know... 15 days later, this is still, this maybe, is about 15 days later. Maybe he just later. put her in a closet or something. I know, but I, I mean, know. you know, I know you always want to hold out hope, but when they find his dad's torso, you really, really think his mom. doesn't really sound like, I don't know. But, yeah. so they started asking Kat for help. She consented to a download of her phone and her Snapchat held some big clues for what had happened. Kat had been tracking Chandler's movements through Snapchat, which you can do. 
Um, so you can look at the map and see where people are. Mm-hmm. So she was doing that for him because she didn't really trust him that much because of his past cheating. So they looked back on July 1st to see maybe where he was at. Um, and that morning, you know, they had been messaging back and forth about his future falling apart, they saw. She also noticed a strange location. So she took a screenshot of it. This was two days after that convo, so July 3rd. Um, and it showed that he was 25 miles away from his home around 9 a.m. out by the Wisconsin River. Okay, so when you take a Snapchat or a screenshot of some on anything on Snapchat, the other person's notified. Yeah. So how did... I don't know. How did she get away with him not, I don't know, killing her? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's a good question. Okay, well... But maybe... Between all of his lies and running around and trying to make it him act like he just didn't see it. Maybe he didn't see it. Yeah. Okay. So the detectives went out to the Wisconsin State Lower Riverway. Um, and actually, there was a photo one year earlier. Chandler had been there. There's a photo of him there. He was in trunks. You know, he'd been swimming. And he's holding a long knife, which is really weird. Oh, Knowing boy. now what you know, too, you're like, what a chilling photo. Don't like that. um, Detectives searched the area, and then they did find human remains. They found two legs cut into different sections. Nope. So DNA eventually came back and confirmed it was Krista. Oh. So now Chandler was charged with both of their murders. That's awful. So um, in January 2022 at the Dane County Courthouse, he pled not guilty to two counts of first-degree intentional homicide in the deaths of his parents. He was also accused of two counts of providing false information on a kidnapping, two counts of mutilating a corpse, and two counts of hiding a corpse. Um, like I said, the prosecutor's opening remarks are great. And then, you know, some are saying, like, this is what you want to listen to if you want to hear how opening remarks should be done. So if you're wanting to hear this, I would definitely recommend going to look it up. Um you know, the prosecutors say he murdered his parents when his lies were expo- exposed, basically, including those false emails. He had four different email accounts with different identities that he was that were all connected back to him um, that he was emailing back and forth with. Um, the names associated with these accounts were Alyssa Brandt, Daniel Speth, and Aaron Hoover, and then himself, Chandler Halderson. And the false internship with American Family Insurance was another thing. Um, And he also never had a job lined up at SpaceX, obviously. Um, Another thing that he had lied about is that he had told people that he was on the search and rescue dive team for the Madison police. Do you know how hard it is to get on that? Well, and... Wait a second, wait a second. What he said that he was on, there there wasn't one. Wait, no, the search and rescue team is with the fire department, not the police department. Yep. So, and it's very hard to get on that. But he was on that. But you can't be. But he was. Because it doesn't exist. But he said he was. Oh. So, again, more lies. I wish I would have met him. I would have been like, excuse me, you're what? Right. So, um, <laughs> they, analyzed, they analyzed a cell phone found in Chandler's room, which the state described as a burner phone. Um they weren't able to get any data from the phone other than no, the number for it, but that number was one of the numbers that Bart had called to talk. Mm. So, you'll, I mean, so if, um, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. So just, just piles and piles of lies and crap he was basically spinning out. 
Um, they ended up finding a cell phone wrapped in tin foil that was Bart's. They found it hidden in a shoe along with his driver's license, which is kind of weird. And it's wrapped in tin foil. I don't know if he thought that that would make them not be able to like pinpoint it, or I don't know if his that actually works. His driver's license was wrapped in tin foil. His cell phone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, the detectives were able to see photos, videos, call logs, te- text messages, contacts, and web browser history from Bart. Um, so Gosh. there was an email exchange between Bart and Chandler. Bart had asked why Chandler wasn't getting paid for his work, you know, like mm-hmm. I said. Chandler told his father he was asking about the issue with his boss. Um, the state presented the emails between Chandler and someone named Tom Selznick, who explained that why there was a delay in getting Chandler paid from his job at American Family Insurance. These emails were all dated around June 24th, so just, you know, days mm-hmm. before the murder. Um, Detective Sims later learned that the Tom email was from a server out of Switzerland. A second email account created on August 5th, 2020, came from someone who worked at Madison College named Daniel Speth. The account then emailed both Bart and Chandler right away about an upcoming Zoom call, which he later canceled because a family member became infected with the coronavirus. Um, oh, gotta fit that in somewhere. Yep, yep. And he said coronavirus, too, which I thought was great. Um, Alyssa Brandt was a name associated with a third email account. Um, and sometimes in her signature, she didn't put a T on it, and it was just brand instead of Brandt. Oh. So, you know, sometimes you just don't spell your name right, right? Sure. You know, not that you would have a signature or anything. Never. Um, you know, which was set up August 18th, 2020. Um, Sims explained that Chandler emailed this account saying that he and Brant had talked on the phone. He was also asked and reached out to Bart, um, to which she replied she had. So there was just a lot of... So Chandler was doing all of these emails and this like... This is just baffling. If he would have given the amount of effort he gave... For this towards his school, he would have been just fine. Just fine. Like, I just think it's baffling. Like, 2020 was not that long ago. And we were all just trying to get our heads on straight with everything that was going on. And he had this. Yep. Like, sir. Yep. Calm down. Let's do one thing at a time here. Yep. Holy moly. So, um, there's more and more about this. I'm not going to keep reading. But basically, just know... There were so many emails going back and forth. You know, Bart was a very loving and concerned father. He was trying to figure out what was going on, right? Of course. So um, a representative from Madison College later testified that no one by any of those names ever had worked for Madison College. So these were all lies created by Chandler. Oh, my um, God. I would love to have been in that courtroom. Just with that moment, like, yeah, those people don't exist. Just, right. And then look right at him and be like, anything yeah. you want to add? He, he was very dead-faced the whole time what when you see him. Um, yeah. So at Madison College, the spring 2019 semester was the last class that Chandler had received credit for, um, that he was actually never considered a full-time student either. So more lies. Um, So a customer service representative from Madison College, Omar Job, testified about a phone call that he had with Bart on June 29th, 2021. So... Days before all of this went down okay. about Chandler's enrollment. During the call, Job looks into Chandler's account with Bart and told him that Chandler owed over $2,000, which his parents had given him to pay. And he, Chandler never paid. What was he doing? He, playing games and doing Jeez. shady shit. I don't know. And that's why Chandler couldn't request a transcript. He also told Bart that Chandler 
was never admitted into a solar program and that he didn't have a certificate that Bart thought he had received. Um, Bart also asked Job if Daniel and Alyssa were employees at the school, to which Job replied that they weren't. Um, so basically, yeah. So, so Bart, Bart had actually called Job pretending to be Chandler to try to get the information. So Bart too, so. found out all this shit. So Bart knew that Chandler oh, had been lying. That's awful. I can't so, even imagine what that must have been like for yeah. him to know that his son had been lying to him that Just. extremely. And, like, emailing him yeah. with false names and everything. Oh, my God. So after Bart's phone call to Job, he texted um, Chandler around 2 p.m. on July 1st. I spoke to Omar Job, then said, I'm ready when you are. That was the last text Bart sent. After oh 3 p.m. on July 1st, his, uh, his health app data on his iPhone showed that it had sensed activity, and then after that, there was no more activity on Bart's phone. What a pile so he, of crap. So they, they conclude that he was probably murdered around 3 p.m. a little bit after. So, like, he sent that text and then was quickly murdered? Yep. Oh, my like God. With, like, within an hour. It makes you wonder if this guy wasn't knowing that he was going to have to do something like this because everyone was finding out. Like... He had to have known that his lies were getting to a point where he couldn't control them anymore. They were out of control. So, at like, this point. that makes me wonder, like, did he go off and get the gun, like, weeks prior? Like, do you know anything about how, oh, her face tells me that she does, and I'm going to stop and oh, let you finish. Oh, I know about the gun. <laughs> I'll tell you about that gun. Oh, God. Please do. Oh, I will. Not yet, though. Oh, I will. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. You Jump wait. ahead. You wait. Oh, so sorry. So, anyways, blah, blah, blah. That's what I do. Though, I know. Apparently. I love it. <laughs> and I don't like it. Um, so, basically, like I said, around 3, you know, between 3, 3.30, they think that that's probably when Chandler murdered his dad. And remember, there were two shots in the back. Um, then Chandler texted his mom, and this is what he said. Dad's phone died. Call or text and get soda on the way home. I've got an extra hour of work. So that was his text to his okay. mom. He's like, oh, don't text dad. His phone died, basically. What a yep. twat. So according to cell phone data, like pinging and stuff, Krista arrived home around 5, and then really only Chandler knows what happens next. Um, they theorize that he probably killed her pretty much right away after she got home because, you know, his yeah. dad's dead down in the basement. And, you know, so she was killed pretty quickly after that. So, on July 8th, Wisconsin Department of Justice Criminal Analysis, Courtney Ripp described a Google and YouTube search made by Chandler. Um, so, this was on July 8th. So, this is when he's walking around trying to interview or trying to get information from the neighbors. Okay. His searches, body found Wisconsin, woman's body found in Wisconsin, Wisconsin dismemberment body found, dead body found in Wisconsin, body found in Milwaukee River 2021. Bart and Krista. Those are all different searches he did on July huh. 8th. He was trying to see if there was anything out there yet saying that the bodies had been found. Was she put in the Wisconsin River or the Milwaukee River? That was a case from a year prior. Oh, I got it. Or like it. earlier that yeah, year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That there was a dismembered body back then. Because there is a difference to anyone listening outside of Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. There is a difference. I'm sure there's some bodies in the Milwaukee River. Oh, Ever, I was just down there today. I'm convinced of it. Oh, yeah. So basically, strange searches. He was basically searching to find if they had found his parents as he was out asking about his parents because he didn't know where they were. Ugh. So um, 
Yeah. Just lies, lies, lies. Oh, gosh. Oh, now you're going to wreck our fort. Nope. I was just moving. So um, they believe that the murder weapon was a semi-automatic weapon that they actually ended up finding at the barn. So he hid that weapon back at that farm to get it out of the house. So they didn't find that until um, October when they were renovating and doing some work in the barn. Oh, damn. The rifle came from Andrew Smith who was in the military, and he met Chandler online playing video games. So remember, mm. Chandler's a gamer. He's a gamer. He's pretty cool dude. He's gaming, right? Um, Chandler told him that he wanted a gun. You know, I just want a gun, dude, right? <laughs> I'm sure that's hey, exactly dude. how he sounded. Hey, dude, I want a gun, dude. And Andrew's like, you know what? I don't really want this gun. Do you want it? And so he gifted the gun to him and 480 rounds of ammo. I'm sorry. Yeah. But who gifts a gun and 480 rounds of... Can we not do that, please, anymore at all? Yeah, we don't gift. Let's not gift guns to each other like that. What a top-notch guy Andrew Um, is. So obviously, I mean, he did, like, somehow transfer it over to his name, I believe, but... I, 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 yeah, it's just not and the you right way to go. Tell me it. that Andrew had no idea that this was going to happen. That some guy no. just randomly wanted no. a gun. He was just really interested in guns because I think that they, I'm, I'm only guesstimating here, but I'm guessing they were playing some kind of shooting game, right? Um, oh, yeah, I'm getting that vibe. Yeah. So next up, Kat was on the stand. Um, she was on the stand for three hours talking about Chandler. She told the jury that she was working on July 1st and never saw him in person that day. So that's, you know, the day everything went down. Chandler told Kat to bring some cleaning supplies to the home the next day, though. He said that he had stepped on some broken glass from the fireplace. And he had broken the glass from playing with their dog. And the toy hit the glass and the glass broke. Um, So she brought over a Swifter that she had and some hydrogen peroxide. Um, But there's no evidence that Kat had any hand in the murders or knew. So she unwillingly and unknowingly helped clean up a murder scene. Oh, that's awful. So she she Especially had of people that she loved. Right. Too. She's thinking, that's oh awful. she's probably thinking, oh shit, his parents are gone. He broke this. I'm gonna yeah. help him clean it up, you know. Ugh. Yeah. That poor girl. So um so I'm just gonna kinda detail some things more things that they had found in the home. So in the garage there were blood stains on the handle of the family's garbage bins as well as inside the garbage bin. Um and tests did reveal that it was human blood. <clears throat> There was a severed rope, which was the same rope that was found tied around the torso of Bart. An axe was propped up against a wall, which was hidden behind some boards. The axe had red stains on it, and mm. the testing found mm-hmm. it to be human blood. Mm-hmm. A saw handle, but the blade was missing, was also found behind these boards. Um, the saw blade ended up being found in that old oil drum near where the remains were found. In the family room, there was a measuring tape and a plastic bag from Target, which was kind of random. Um, workman's gloves were near the fireplace. A pane of glass was broken on the fireplace. Um, remember he said he did it when he was playing with the dog. Um, and small pieces of glass were also found inside the fireplace. Paint from the fireplace had been discolored and bubbled up, um, which investigators say this happens by extremely high temperatures happening in the fireplace. Two unburnt logs and one burnt piece of wood were in the fireplace with a white fragment seen on top. Testing found that fragment to be a human bone. Oh, no. Bloodstains were found in front of the fireplace, and blacklight analysis showed additional stains from the fireplace as well that were dripping splatter. Gross. In the basement, there was an empty freezer that had its lid up, 
um, and testing found human blood um, that was left behind down in the drain. You know, it didn't get all drained out. Alrighty. Um, an empty bottle of hydrogen peroxide, a roll of yellow duct tape, towels hung over the windows so no one could see into the basement, you know, for when you're mutilating a corpse. Um, blood splatter on the face of a safe of the basement floor, which came back as human blood. And based on that splatter pattern, it would have came at a, um, came at the safe at a 90 degree angle, meaning it came from the floor of the basement up onto it. So, you know, oh, yeah. So, you know. Um, I do. <laughs> so you get it. So a spent ammunition cartridge shell, a spent casing consistent with the gun Chandler's friend had given him. Um, mouthpieces for a vape were found behind a piece of exposed insulation, which then made them pull out more of that insulation to see if there was anything else. They found two ammunition magazines holding dozens of rounds, which had the same casing as the shell found on the basement floor. Two of the magazines were holding 20 rounds of ammo, and a third was only holding 15, which meant that five rounds were missing. So it's safe to say that Krista was probably shot as well, right? I would say so, yeah. Okay. Um, Luminal tests found several areas of likely blood that had been cleaned up in the basement, including an area that found bloody footprints, and that there was evidence of blood dripping and splattering all over the basement as well. Um, Yeah. So that's so, a lot of... So, um, so he shoots them, and then, what, like, he started with, like, the axe or whatever, and was, like, trying basically to... Basically shot them, and then he didn't know what to do with so the bodies, like, that's, I think. Yeah. So he started cutting them up, and I then, cannot believe that you he could do that to his parents. To his parents, all because they caught him in lies. And he was going to get found out, basically. I just... Um, like, what the hell? So, yeah, basically, he shoots them, he's like, what am I going to do? So he dismembered their bodies. Um, there is a video from the neighbor's surveillance from kind of across the street showing flickering from the home through the window of the fire, the fireplace. And this, um, I, I just want to add to, this is Wisconsin in the beginning of July. Oh, it's hot. You don't need a fire. Absolutely not. This fire had been burning for like a day or so straight. So... Uh, at 3 a.m. on July 2nd, the light got, gets really bright, like it flashes really, really bright, and then it goes out. Huh. So that's when they believe that basically the glass blew out from the high heat because Chandler failed to account and realize that when fat renders, it becomes flammable. Oh so basically, he was burning his parents' oh my God. body parts, um, and it bas- that's why the glass broke. It exploded in there. And it went up, and he almost set the whole house on fire, oh honestly. Oh, my gosh. Um, so they think that, you know, while he was putting the fire out, Chandler cut his foot on the glass, which is why he had Cat bring over cleaning supplies. Um, so a neighbor also, who was a retired detective, I guess there were a lot of retired police officers and detectives in you the area. You want to know why? Because Windsor's a wonderful place where you can go live um, and not deal with crime. And it's Except quiet. Except this case. And you don't expect things like this. And right. that's why a lot of police officers retire to places like that because they just want to be left alone. Right. And I, I read to, I didn't write it in here, I believe that they found about 200 bone fragments in that fireplace. But they were tiny, but there was like that one. If you oh, look at the picture, my goodness. there's like a white chunk and it's bone. Like, like, this is their home. Yeah. And he killed them in their home and then... Cut up their bodies and 
burned them in the fireplace. Yep. In their home. And he couldn't burn all the bodies, which is why he scattered their body parts I all just around. Can't. Which which who knows where he put I I, I mean, I, I believe that that probably wasn't just a torso and a couple leg parts. Who I, knows where more body parts I, were? I don't even what did he think was going to come from this? I don't know. He thought he was going to get away with it somehow. I don't know how. Oh, so, okay. But this retired detective living in the area noticed that there was a weird smell in the air that smelled like a pig was being barbecued. Well, there you go. Pig roast. We do have those here in Wisconsin. We do, but, but he said it was, it was strange, though. Okay, so I was going to say, I'm yeah. like, them detectives, they know oh, their yeah. smells. I said I didn't put it in here. Look at it right there. Almost what? 200 bone fragments were found in the fireplace. So oh, okay. um, his defense attorney never talked about all this evidence, by the way, because how do you def- how do you dispute you this? don't. Like, and Chandler never even got on the stand. Um, his defense basically just said that there's not enough direct evidence to tie him to the murders. Are you serious? Yep, that's what they argued. They, they said, look at all the evidence, but look at what there's not evidence for, is kind of how they put it. So, um, prosecutors had the final word, however, um, and, you know. Yeah. They're. Like, I don't, that's a, to me, it's an open and shut case. It, like I this. mean, well, exactly. It took the jury um, about two hours to decide. Yeah. So, they agreed that, um, you know. I mean, I feel like his fate is sealed from just the fact that he said he was talking to his parents when clear as day they were pat they were oh, they were dead. It's just right. like that says it right there. Like, how are you talking to your parents if they're dead? Right. So yeah, they they agreed that Chandler shot his father Bart in the back, and then he killed his mother Krista when she returned home. He was found guilty on all eight charges. So in March twenty twenty two, he um had his sentencing hearing, which he actually had written to the judge to ask if he didn't have to attend. Oh, my God. But don't worry. The judge made him. This judge is great in this case. Um, But Chandler did finally talk and make a statement at the sentencing. He said, Your Honor, I want to take this opportunity to state my intent to appeal my convictions. Not to say he's sorry. Not to. Nope. He's going to appeal. He said, If there are any lawyers listening and willing to take on my appeal, take a moment to please reach out to me. It's not that I do not have feelings. It is that I was warned not to show them due to the scrutiny of this case. Thank you. Are you kidding me? Now would be a good time to show some fucking feeling. Yep. So, wait a second. Like, why why would showing sadness and remorse and just... Why would that be bad? I want to appeal my convictions. Yeah. You murdered your parents. Everyone knows you did it. Why don't you just finally, for the first time in your life... Tell the truth. So at the sentencing, this is when they decided if he would be able to, um, you know, basically be up for parole. Um, but the judge, I, I love this quote from the judge. This is what the judge said. I have to, for the sentencing, ensure that the only time Mr. Halderson comes back into the community is to have the privilege of the burial he denied his parents. Burn! I, this judge. That he, is phenomenal. I listen. I listen to this judge. You know, t- you know, give his um, sentencing. He he starts to like break down. I oh. mean, it, 
he, he, yes, he was a good guy. Terrible. Good judge. You could tell that this case just hit him too. Oh my gosh. So he was ended up being sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Thank God. Right. Um, he was moved from the Dane County Jail to Dodge Correctional Institution in Wapan to serve his life sentence for killing and dismembering his parents and may he rot in prison. Um after being represented by public defenders Catherine Doral and Crystal Vera during his multi-week homicide trial, he is now being represented by Madison Area Criminal Defense Attorney Michael Edward Convey. Covey. Covey. Covey mm-hmm. According to court records, so this is pretty not new, but um, Covey says that he's in the processing of collect process of collecting all the court transcripts and evidence to file through, review them um, to see basically if. He thinks there's anything from the trial he can argue against an appeal with the goal of getting Hollerson a new trial or a lesser sentence. So this is the kind of shit that pisses me off. This Covey guy. Yep. Do you not have a soul? Because right. you know very well this guy I, is guilty. Everyone knows. I mean. Why can't we just let these criminals rot in jail? Right. I think that the only case that they would be would basically to be like, say that his um, defense attorney wasn't, basically didn't try. I mean, I forget exactly. Because there's nothing. I know. To, oh, I it, know. Like it's just, it's just maddening to me that that these poor parents did nothing wrong, right. gave him the world, yep. and he took away their lives, yep. and now he's got to. He's uncomfortable with his life now, yeah. so he needs to appeal. He and says it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not it's fair. Not fa- oh, it's I not wasn't. Oh. Listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get this righted. Oh, it's not fair. He's just you know what? So, I hope that I don't know if they're allowed to listen to podcasts in prison, but I hope you listen to do this you think because that if they can, do they search sh- their name? I this guy hundred percent would. Yeah. He is a pile of shit. Yeah, he has no right to ever be out on out out out. I agree with the judge one hundred percent. Like you took the lives of your wonderful parents. You took. Two great souls out of this world. Yep. Because you're a liar. Yep. You don't even deserve to live. I wish we had the death penalty for you. Screw you. Same. He deserves the death penalty. Honestly, and I don't even like the death penalty. In fact, in my next case, I even kind of, like, mentioned that. But this guy, the fact that you did what you did and you can't admit it and you can't say you're sorry and have remorse, but instead still feel sorry for yourself, yep. you're a sick fuck. Yeah, this guy is everything that is wrong in the world. So Kobe oh. says it's not uncommon for all of this process to like look through to take nine to eleven months to gather all the information to make a decision on whether or not to go forward with the motion for an appeal. So this was the, he said this back at the end of April 2022. So it's been about those um, you know nine eleven months. So we might hear more news soon, and if we do. Um, if they try to appeal this or whatever, if there's more with this case, I, I want to do a little yeah. update because this is obviously, it, this is like one of those crazy, awful cases that you hear about, but it, it's it's so weird that it was so close to home. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, so that that's the case. So well, either way, he is in prison. He was found guilty. And let's be honest, there there's no, yeah, way no way he's ever getting Seriously, out of there. Seriously, like, you, Kobe, what you kind go of ahead and try and appeal what this. What kind like, of evidence could possibly give him parole or get him out of there any yeah. sooner? Absolutely not. I say no. So, 
Okay. So now about a little bit about the house. Yay. Um, the, the lighter part of things. Yeah, the house was built in 1960 on about a half acre lot. Um, three bed, three bath house with 2,324 square feet. Um, the house is 4595 Oak Spring Circle in DeForest, Wisconsin. So um, DeForest and Winter. Yeah, like, they're right next to each other. It's kind of yeah. weird. It's, it's like really a Mass and Middleton, yeah. Fitchburg. It's kind of weird. Everything yeah. is touching. It's like um, probably like taxed by DeForest, yeah. but in Windsor, yeah. It's right. A good, it's a whole thing that we do here. So Bart bought this house um, with his wife back in August of 2016 for 295000 well, That's a pretty good price. Yep. So after everything, the house sold for that same price, actually. How far? How long after this happened did it get sold? Do you have that? So um, May 2022. So this was in July 2021. Okay. Okay. So okay. it was bought by a um, basically an LLC. Sounds so, about right. I don't see somebody just buying it without. Yep. Yeah. So they bought it in May 2nd of 2022 and they sold it to the new owner. Oh my gosh. Dad and son house buyers? Yeah. That's creepy. Why? The son killed the dad in this oh, case yeah, and then the like dad that. and son's house buyers? Yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, that's weird. So, Sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, and then um, the new owner bought it um, in September 30th, 2022 for $450,000. So that was quite a uh, flip, I would yeah. say. So, um, yeah. What was the address of that house again? Four nine, or I mean 4595 Oak Spring Circle. 4595 Oak Spring Circle. Yeah. I just want to see one little thing here. Yeah. You tell me. You tell me if you see anything else. So, um, um, it was remodeled before it was last no. sold, September 2022, and it, it it is kind of like right on a lake too. But if you look through the photos, yeah, it creeps me out so much that there's like that fireplace in the photos. Yeah. I don't know if they. I I don't know because in in the crime scene photos, it's the same fireplace. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like that stone and like, I, yeah. to me, it's like, you take that out of there. Yeah. That's. But in the photos from the last time it was sold, the remodel, it there's a fireplace and I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Yeah. Okay. So I was just going to see. What you looking for? I was looking to see. She's, where they're, where they're she's, she's the um, house detective. Yeah, over there. I am. No, I wanted to see who their realtor was. So when they bought it, yeah, back in back in twenty sixteen, they worked with Stark, oh, which is a real estate company in the area. Mm-hmm. And then I was hoping it was somebody that we knew. This is also why I like to do local cases because it's so much easier. Oh, we just pull it right up to pull it all up because we're we have all the logins obviously because we're realtors. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah. So um. Yeah. It makes you wonder, too, like, do the people that live there now know? Oh, there's no way. Unless they they're, they came from, like, out of country or... But I, I would think that the name... I mean, how could they not know at this point, I too? mean, at this point, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That was... So, that is my case. Hopefully, Bart and Krista are resting in peace and... 
Chandler never gets any peace in his life. And he suffers yeah, every day. And I hope that he's someone's bitch some, in prison. Oh, God. That would be the best. I hope to God yeah. Also, he's having an awful, awful existence. Yeah, I'm sure it is because he's not getting everything he wants in the nope. world. So we know he's, at least we know he's miserable and that's all that matters. Someone that so. can do that to their family, someone that loves them, deserves yeah. nothing in life. No, absolutely not. Which is what pisses me off that a fucking defense attorney is like, oh, let me, maybe I'll take your case. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't, don't listen. Do there that. are some cases I understand. Oh, for sure. How in this case could you look at everything? And granted, I, I did not give you all of the information. There was so much oh, more yeah. to this yeah. that you're like, you listen to the other podcasts on it. There, because, there were so many good podcasts. Yeah. And I'm going to put, um, a couple of the podcasts I listened to, too, in the notes, um, there's actually a, a local Wisconsin one that did covered Ooh. it too. So yeah. they did a really nice job. Um, good job. That's Thank you. Good. Um, one other Thank thing you. though is tomorrow is March 2nd and there's two things. One, it's John Bon Jovi's 61st birthday. Um, but also tomorrow Yay. is, <laughs> I was waiting for that, but also <laughs> it is the possible parole date or, um, it's the parole hearing for Douglas Balsavich the murderer in my first episode another piece of shit he killed his wife if you listen to episode one he killed his wife in front of his children and this dickhead is up for parole tomorrow i don't understand how someone that does something like that can ever get for parole the last time he how do you how 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 do people think that they can redeem well this is what scares me about this though is that last time he actually was granted parole, and luckily the governor stepped in because the family said something, and like, or like, you know, we're like going up to the Capitol right. and stuff. Is that light bothering you? I'm sorry. No, I was just playing with it. Okay. So I'm hoping that he does not get paroled, but I am going to be monitoring that like a crazy person. And let me tell you right now, Tony Evers, if you let this man loose again, I am coming for you. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but but we're not threatening anyone. Oh! Uh, no. 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 Coming no. for you to have a discussion. And maybe a cup of tea. Yep. But um, we would never. Me. That we would never. But, no, hopefully justice continues to be yeah. served. So we're going to monitor um, that. We'll keep you guys Again, posted. this is our different personality yes. showing through. <laughs> this is why we're uh, together because. Yep. Someone needs to balance the other out and vice versa. Yep. Yep. So, great. Well, thanks for being with us. Molly, great job on your story. Thank and you. And be sure to keep us posted on whatever you find. Yeah, I'm going to definitely be keeping my ears open mm-hmm. to see if there's more that develops with this case. So, thanks for tuning in. And um, hopefully you don't ever uh, die die, or <laughs> or get this kind of web of lies going yeah, so don't much. Lie. Don't lie like this. And if you lie, just own up. Yeah. Just own up to it. You don't have to kill someone if you lie. Come on, guys. Get be better. Okay, bye.